kind of on that, I think that when people are not maybe as creative, they get intimidated or overwhelmed Mm, when they think that they want to be creative and they think that they need to go out and get this kind of notebook and these kind of pens and these kind of things. And it's literally like pick up a, you know, a pencil and a napkin and start going. Creative Souls, you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks, episode 45. I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And Anna, I'm pretty sure 45 is a multiple of five. Indeed it is, which means we have a very special guest episode today. And before we introduce our guest, Maria, I would really like to know what socks you're wearing this morning. I'm wearing black socks with white flowers on them. They're kind of stylized morning glories. And I thought they were a good pair of socks for today because they're a little bit cozy, but not too cozy. And it's a little bit chilly and autumnal outside, but not too much. So it seemed like a good fit. Very nice. What about you, Anna? What socks are you wearing? I'm wearing a pair of striped socks in various shades of gray which I thought was appropriate because it's been gray out all week and there is like no end in sight with the grayness. (laughs) So my socks are kind of reflecting that, um, but they're also nice and cozy for the chilly weather. So that's why I chose these socks. Nice. And we have a third pair of socks with us today. So Jackie, do you want to tell us what socks you're wearing? Sure. Um, They are light pink but the toe and the the toes and the ankles are maroon and there's white polka dots everywhere. And yeah, they were very exciting. Yeah. They're actually matching, which is not a a common thing. I have like a pack, (laughs) I have a pack and they all like are in the same color palette, but I usually don't wear matching socks. Um, but these are matching today. Cool. Do you normally, when you're wearing mismatched socks, like pick ones that kind of go together but are not matching? Yeah. Like purposefully mismatched? I like that. Yeah, yeah. There's like, uh, you know, there's maroons and pinks and a random, like, hot orange. And they're all different mm. patterns. So I just kind of, they all go together. Cool. Nice. Those sound like very fun socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like almost an artistic pursuit to be able to choose your different socks that like kind of go together. Yeah, totally. Which makes sense because you're an artistic, creative person. Yeah. So do you want to tell us who you are? Tell our audience who you are? Sure. Uh, My name is Jackie, Jackie Randall. I am a... I guess web designer in my my day job. Um, I work for a direct marketing company. Um, we sell these endless pools, um, which are like treadmills that you or like treadmills for swimmers in a sense. Um, so that's what I've been doing for the last five years uh, on my day job. And then outside of that, I am just in the creative community of the Philadelphia surrounding area going to different lectures, going to events, connecting with other people, and doing whatever feels good whenever I want to do it. (laughs) Sounds good. Nice. That sounds lovely, yeah. So why, we've talked a little bit about creativity before, and that's one of the things that we talk about a lot on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Why is creativity important to you, Jackie, and what what does that mean to you? For me, it's like self-expression. Um, I have just been interested in art my entire life. Um, just, you know, when I was younger, I was always doodling and drawing. And I always had art teachers that were very encouraging um, of, you know, finding creativity wherever I could. And so whether it's, you know, going out directly and doing something artistic or bringing creativity into the not creative spaces. Um, 
it's something that brings me joy. And I think it brings other people joy when you're exercising for yourself or you're inspiring other people, whether you realize it or not. So. Yeah. Are there any particular ways that you feel like you like to bring creativity outside of what we normally think of as stereotypical creative realms? Um, I mean, I think, I mean, even just talking about our socks, there's, there's ways that you can, you know, get creative with what you're wearing. Um, you know, I have friends that make jewelry and other things. So I like, you know, you can always accessorize things and bring, especially handmade unique items, um, into the mix or, you know, bringing color into places where people don't expect it. So whether if it's at work, you grab a really bright colored folder instead of a manila folder. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, like, I'm a designer, so about design is, you know, problem solving. And I think that sometimes people get so locked in their ways with how they, you know, need to figure things out. But it's kind of finding unique ways to problem solve. And there's usually a creative element to that. So, you know, whether you've got to, like, you know, I don't know, grab a piece of string to fix something and tie it in a different way or I don't know there's mm-hmm. different for yeah. sure you know about it so. do you feel like your work as a designer is creatively fulfilling does it like fulfill that need or you feel like parts of your need for creativity you need to look for outside of work yeah definitely I mean I think it's true in a sense like so I, I'm an in-house designer which means that we we don't outsource anything everything is done in-house And depending on, you know, your market and the product you make, it's not always going to be as creative as you'd want, you know, because you've Mm -hmm. got different brand standards for business, Um, you know, whether that's the, it's usually the content, the colors, the mediums and all of that. So um, it's really good, you know, to remember that if you are in a place where you aren't able to fully express yourself during the day that, you know, you do have the rest of your night or the weekends to um, kind of fill your cup up so that you can um, stay creative. But then I feel like there are other ways that you can, when you're doing your own things, it might influence or inspire things that you can bring, you know, to the table at work. You know, as I'm always writing down notes of things that might come into play for work, but I've found them doing my own thing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. I think that's cool that you can kind of bring them together in that way. You know, we all don't have the availability to just drop a nine to five and, you know, be a fulfilled, you know, self-employed artist, but finding the value in, in those jobs and then being able to work it and, you know, be motivated to do stuff outside of the office. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah sure. Which can be challenging sometimes because oh, yeah. I mean, a full-time job takes a lot of time and energy out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it really does take time to recognize that. I mean, it's not most nights I just want to, you know, come home and do nothing. And, you know, it's the weekends wind up being where a lot of the magic happens. But mm-hmm. um, I think I've definitely like ebbed and flowed, uh, you know, my mental relationship with how to like, you know, differentiate my energies so for sure yeah i was um kind of along the subject i was talking to a a visiting lecturer at my college this past week um and we were talking about balancing kind of creative pursuits with other things that you're like to do or would like to pursue and Mm -hmm. he talked about the importance of wandering and obviously you have to have a certain degree of stability and you have to know yourself pretty well in order to be able to kind of wander in creative fields but I was wondering if that's been helpful to you at all and if kind of you've always been set for the track of graphic design or if you've kind of like how did you get there and and what what other things have you explored along the way I guess yeah yeah, I'm definitely a wanderer. I'm like a very independent person. And I usually, if something interests me, I'll figure it out. And if it doesn't work out, at least I tried it. Um, right. So like I've, I've 
dabbled in in podcasting of my own or you know other you know collaborating for other um series and um as far as your question about graphic design i that all came in high school i didn't know what i wanted to do for college honestly i mean i was a junior and i always had an interest in art but it wasn't something i kind of stepped away from it actually in elementary school my favorite art teacher retired and i was like i'm done like i can't do it without her (laughs) so sad (laughs) literally literally um and so i took like spanish the next year but then um you know, in high school, you have to take at least one art class. And I was like, I, you know, I didn't have a draw to anything. Um, like a draw, like a pull, not an actual draw. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had to take one and they have these, these different options. And my dad had suggested like, take a class that's going to like test you or push you. Don't just take something that you can do, you know, in your sleep. So I took this calligraphy lettering printmaking class, which is really oh, cool. cool. Yeah. We explore a lot of different mediums. Um, so, you know, we were silk screening and doing like um, rubber print uh, stamp, you know, carving and all of yeah. that. Anyways, um, there was a project where we had to redesign a book cover and I was like really excited because I like books and it was an element of design. I didn't realize I knew I would like yet. And long story short, the author came, wound up coming in, coming in. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I wound up coming in and uh, it was a cousin of the teacher. And when it came to, we had explained our book covers. And when it came to mine, I was all nervous to speak about my work in front of someone that was professional and he got to mine and he's like oh i get it and then he like moved on and mm-hmm. it was a really strange moment and then at the end uh he was asked to, you know pick a book cover that he liked for each of the books and he picked mine and he said you know i don't like the cover they actually published it and i would have just put this on there or a version of this right now and i was like oh cool you know like <laughs> i was i was like my face is like tomato red and then after that class my teacher came up to me and asked me if um I knew what I wanted to do for college and she said that she had been you know observing my work and she thinks that I should go into graphic design and so that's how that came about um I really didn't you know and I think that it's kind of a an awesome sentiment you know like you can be doing whatever you want or what are you whatever you're doing but sometimes it takes me you know one person to acknowledge your talent or your worth. Um, and that kind of is a catalyst for literally the rest of my life. So she kind of just then went to the guidance counselors and had me put in all advanced art classes because that was my junior year. So my senior year, I had to like get all my portfolio together. Mm. Well, um, I didn't know at the time that I would love design as much as I do, but I guess that's her you know, her experience in guiding students to where they need to be. And I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, that's really cool. That is. That's really great that you got that useful guidance Mm -hmm. at such a transitional time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was really good at math. I liked writing. Um, I wasn't good at science at all. I mean, not that I wasn't (laughs) good, but, um, but I really... And I had stepped away from art for so long, and it's crazy to me right now to think that I might have not pursued a path of art, but mm-hmm. it was it all happened how it was supposed to. And um, yeah, the next year I was doing you know advanced art classes, then I was learning computer stuff, and then I knew what school I wanted to go to, and it was the only school I applied, and I you know got accepted into their design program. And it just all happened. And I don't know. It's that's very cool. Yeah. I feel like that speaks kind of to also the collaborative nature of art. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people think it's like one person sitting at a desk. But the fact that we have so many people who put us into the direction that we end up going. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a testament to that for sure. Yeah. And that's that's totally the nature of art school, too. You know, like Mm. 
the studio classes, you know, they were twice as long as regular classes, you know, two and a half hours twice a week. And you're just sitting around all of these other creative people. And it wouldn't be the same experience, you know, if you were at home doing this by yourself. So, you know, having different energies, different people with different backgrounds, you know, walking by and, you know, oh, I like that font or, oh, I don't like that color combination. And even if you don't go with it, like having that, you know, influence and that supportive vibe going on. Um, I've, you know, I, I've interviewed different people about their, their journeys in art. And I think that's a, a common feeling is like that, you know, being in art school, um, that community aspect that isn't, you know, is not something that you can replicate as much. And I wish that there were more spaces for those that might be pursuing art now. Um, to you know really get into that but yeah just lost my train of thought there <laughs> yeah that's something i've been thinking about recently too because i i'm also working on a lot of art projects of my own and i think it would be really nice to be around people who are also working on artistic projects yeah i think their community is really important yeah and especially now, I mean, it's actually easier now to, you know, in the sense of technology. And I mean, we could all just be sitting here doing art projects and not recording a podcast, mm. sitting here looking right. at each other, um, and which is something that people could do. But yeah, definitely, you know, thinking about creating spaces or finding spaces is, is so important. Um on the flip side, I mean, asking you a question, is there, you know, anything in your community that you've, you could get into or anything you might feel like creating? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I have been, I've been like paying attention to that and saying, what are other people doing in the area? Cause there are so many artsy people. I just need to yeah. get out there and get involved a little more. Yeah. I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, you know, making a, poster or something putting in a coffee shop or something you know like yeah um, or tapping into the geolocation services of, of instagram yeah. or anything like yeah, that. yeah that's true um because i i guarantee that there are probably so many people like sitting here just like you like wanting that um connection i mean you see that in social media itself so but like i've I remember someone I was talking to saying, you know, there, there's talent and there's art everywhere. It's not just in like the city hubbubs or like the, you know, mm -hmm. it's literally right. everywhere. Um, Cause everyone comes from different places. So um, yeah, maybe you could start something in your own little pocket of the world and yeah, it all matters. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. So, and you mentioned collaboration too in mm -hmm. art school. And I think that's another really interesting aspect of having a creative community. And I always feel like when I'm collaborating on creative projects, there's like so many new ideas that I haven't thought of and we can build off of each other's ideas. Mm -hmm. Did you have that experience in art school also or afterwards working on creative things? Um, so like building off of... Or just, I guess, what's your experience with creative collaboration it can be it can be interesting i mean you go you know think back of to school when you had to do group projects and there's different mm -hmm. you know the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's you know the alpha and you know the not to say people are slackers but it's you know i guess that's more in uh maybe in an academic setting where things are more structured and maybe forced but i think the awesome thing about collaborating outside of that and in your community is that you have the power and the you know the choice to um go with whoever you want to work with and i see it all the time you know like and sometimes it's even unexpected you know partners that start working together you know maybe an illustrator and um an audio person or making some really cool thing or I don't know, but, um, I think being open-minded is probably the most important element to collaboration because I think a lot of people can go into things with their own feelings or their own ideas and you might forcibly push out a really magnetic 
idea because you're like in your own lane. So being open-minded to whatever is going to happen. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've definitely experienced times when things have fallen short because time and energy and expectation has kind of killed things. Um, and along with that same thing about being open is dropping expectations too and allowing, you know, the creative process is, is not linear. It's, you know, mm-hmm. how many drawings you see, it's like a, you know, squiggly ball or something. Um, so allowing, you know, ideas to happen in their own time and not forcing it. And yeah, I, it's collaboration is awesome though. And I think that now, you know, with social media, people are able to collaborate so much more easily, whether it's in person or not. I mean, we're all physically nowhere near each other right now but we're Mm -hmm. collaborating on this podcast right yeah 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 so one other thing that i wanted to ask you about jackie is i know we both took the VIA strengths test like a while ago. Yeah. Katie Dalebout had somebody on her podcast and we both listened to it. Yeah. Um, and I think we both got appreciation of beauty and excellence as our top skill. Yes. Which, and I'm recalling like, I remember you texted me something about yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Cause I just thought like when I heard about that, I was like, wow, this explains so much of my life and I've never thought about that as a skill Mm. so that was really I don't know it was kind of transformative for me to hear about it yeah in that way I agree because I mean and that's with any kind of test or anything even your horoscope and all of that Mm -hmm. um but yeah realizing that you know the appreciation for art and beauty being something it it kind of not blows my mind because that's a little dramatic, but um, it interests me when there are people that don't appreciate art and beauty to the level that we might. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so true. I mean, that's how we connect. That's it influences what we do, where we go, how we act, what we wear, um, and then you know how we interact with other people and getting. I mean, I don't know if you've ever just had a really random conversation with someone about probably the smallest detail on, I don't know, maybe it is an art piece, but if you're at an event and you notice someone else looking at something random that you probably would have looked at too. Um, yeah, it's, it's an awesome thing to acknowledge. And I love that there are tests out there that, you know, tell people kind of who they are. Sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you really need to be reminded because sometimes you're just so in your own head and you like step back and you're like, oh, that's it. That that makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel like that appreciation of beauty has an impact on how you go about your creative pursuits or maybe why you are an artist? You know, a painting that someone has in their home, you know, I think like when it comes to that, you know, home design and decor, like, that's like your personal space and people spend so much money, you know, trying to make their spaces comfortable. And, you know, it's a really kind of intimate experience having someone's art in your home. Cause you're literally going mm-hmm. to look at that every single day. Um, and you know, whether people realize that, you know, is a thing or not, but I, it definitely affects my choices, you know, like as far as, you know, photos I take, photos I use, the direction of things that I put out in the world. Um, I just, I like things to feel, you know, good for people. And I think that as artists, like that's an awesome power to have, Um, whether it's visual or it's, you know, music or anything like, you know, it's, it, can totally shift people's mood and it, it 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 saddens me when you know people are cutting arts funding in schools and everything like that because it's something that I think everyone needs and they don't realize they need it until they don't have it yeah. you know like and mm-hmm. it it worries me almost for this coming generation of people that don't have that integration in their school um that you know they'll have to find it other places but 
that almost inspires me to want to, you know, get out into the community and bring some art that way, maybe to people that don't have the access, because I think that, you know, showing people the beauty of the world is like such an awesome thing to do. Um, and it, it doesn't even have to be anything, you know, in a grand way. I mean, I, I have a, um, an older friend of mine who, you know, told me one day that she just like loves looking at the the posts that I share on Instagram because she mm-hmm. doesn't think, you know, you know, to share the little details or a quote that was designed in some way. It makes me appreciate the fact that I appreciate that stuff. Yeah. 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 I was the same prof that I was talking about earlier. I was talking to him. He was mentioning beauty and how I think sometimes we think that when we're talking about beauty, people think that it's like this superficial thing, mm-hmm. especially because I think beauty has been equated with um, like physical beauty and outward beauty and how we need to focus on like inner beauty and things <laughs> like that. Um but he was talking about how beauty is not the same thing as prettiness. There's mm-hmm. a big difference mm-hmm. between those two. Um, and how creating art with the goal of creating beauty is a really important thing. And I I just found that acknowledgement to be very helpful. And I think what you were just talking about kind of speaks to that, especially when I think it's hard to look at the world right now and find beauty easily. Um mm-hmm. And so I think creativity can help with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that they went into the difference between, you know, because that can speak to so many, so many things. I mean, it just made me think of, you know, the difference between <laughs> naked and nude when it comes to mm-hmm. like drawing. Mm-hmm. And it's such a random thing to pull out. But, um, you know, there are distinctions and and people don't always know the difference of how they're classifying things but you know when it comes to beauty it there it can be so much beauty in like the painful things and the dark things and the gritty things and just the simple things that you know just because it isn't you know someone's uh their own i guess perspective or uh i don't even know what the word is you know, what they know to be beautiful. Like I, that's what I love, love how artists can show people that, you know, um, yeah. whether it's their cup of tea or not, you know, like that's mm-hmm. like, what's the really awesome about going to a museum or something is that they're, you know, all of that work is there for a reason and you might not always agree with how it looks or if it should be there, but it's there for a reason and you're looking at it regardless. And then you're probably mm-hmm. having a conversation about it. Um, so yeah yeah that's a really good point for sure no and the thing is like not all art is something that we personally enjoy but that doesn't mean that it is not beautiful to someone else or that it wasn't thought through or that it's inherently less valuable than other pieces of art yeah and i think sometimes we can get kind of judgmental i i think like museums are really interesting spaces for that Mm -hmm. kind of thing because on one hand i think they can be really sacred spaces almost but then if you're not in the right mindset to receive the art, um, it can be almost a judgmental place. And I think that speaks to kind of the open mind that you need when you're approaching art and beauty too. Mm -hmm. There's not one definition to those things. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the distinction that you were talking about, Anna, between prettiness and beauty, and then Jackie, you were talking about how even unpleasant things can sometimes be beautiful in their own Mm -hmm. way. That makes me think of, I really feel like beauty for me is very connected to emotions Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. that pretty is not necessarily. And there's, that's why beauty, I don't know. The language of beauty is different, but I think that's, why I texted you that one time, Jackie, because I yeah. had just had this like such a beautiful experience. Yeah, you were like visually. on top of a where you were at like on top of a, a hill. Yeah. And you I was see- at this concert on top yeah. of a mountain. I mean like the sunset was gorgeous and the music was amazing. And, and I, I love that text because I was like, oh, I wish I was. I literally said I, I need to be there. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I texted you is because I 
was like so overcome with emotion brought on by all this beauty. I was like, this is like more beauty than I can handle. I was like crying. <laughs> and my boyfriend thought I was kind of weird. So I was like, I'm going to text Jackie. She, she would understand. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And have you ever gone to a place that or had an experience maybe similar to that? Where? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of my emotional reactions to what I view as beautiful is to music a lot of times mm -hmm. or something that I feel like I'm I feel like visual art definitely can be really powerful but I think I interact with more with something that feels like more active to me mm -hmm. I'm I don't know like maybe with like music or movies um I was listening to just like last night I was listening to this um the soundtrack for the color purple the musical uh, okay with yeah and um they just put the revival version on spotify mm. and i had watched video clips of that musical a couple years ago and i remember being so moved by those video clips mm -hmm. um but i hadn't seen them for a long time and then so i listened back to this music and i just like got chills um yeah and i thought that was just like that was it was just so beautiful to me and that performance and I got I was with someone when I was doing that and I got to share that with them and so that was just a really cool experience for sure and so I think outside and it was kind of a combination of things and I think the outdoors can be a, a source of of beauty and yeah definitely and awe I know um when I'm in like really big wide open spaces that can be really emotionally um, kind of thought provoking in a way, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I would say. Yeah. 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 I, I love when things like that can like bring emotion. Like it just thought, brought me back. Um, last weekend I was in New York city visiting my cousin and she had a friend and, um, somehow they started playing, you know, the rent soundtrack mm -hmm. and then that, <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah, and then that transitioned into the Hamilton soundtrack. And then mm -hmm. I think for a solid hour or so, we were just jamming out um, in, in her apartment. And then we were watching um, some, you know, studio videos of the Hamilton songs. And we were just having, it was, you know, it was the, the funny quote from that weekend was that uh, her friend was like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. And then my cousin turned on rent and then it, there was no nap. Was just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm so tired. And then so much energy was created from all of that. And then we were totally fine. Mm. Um, right. But then, you know, I, I said this, I think to other people, but, um, you know, art can bring this kid like joy and this kid like emotion. And it, you can get so thrown off by it. You know, I, I think that, uh, again, it's something that people need to have those experiences and, you know, there's, there's so much energy and memory and, you know, you hear a song that you haven't heard in 10 years and then you're literally brought back to that moment. And, uh, I think there's something really special about the magic and the power that art and create, you know, especially music. I, I love live music. It's something that, there's nothing better than just being in front of the person that, you know, has created music that has gotten you through different times, whether mm -hmm. you're front row or you're in the nosebleeds or whatever. Um, so there's those experiences that are created by, you know, artists and talented people are just awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, musical performances too we've talked about this a little bit but i think watching live music with audience members is a really unique sort of experience that connects people in a way that is really hard to find in other situations i think mm -hmm. and i think that also kind of speaks to that collaborative nature of art um mm -hmm. and going back to to hamilton um <laughs> i was lucky enough to get to see it in minneapolis a couple uh... weeks ago um which was really cool and i had listened to the soundtrack all the way through you know multiple times but to be in an audience with with other people who enjoyed this this show and mm -hmm. to get to see the actual people on stage performing it was such a different 
energizing experience. And I think yeah. that just kind of speaks to that nature of when you're sharing art with people that can make all the difference for sure. Yeah. And it's one thing I like about being in those spaces, you know, you've chosen to spend, you know, an hour or three hours and, you know, this is, there's never going to be the same collection of people, never going to be the same energy. Um, unless, you know, somehow they were able to bring every single person, but everyone's walking in that door with their own, you know, whatever happened to them that day, that week, that year, their whole life. And like for that period of time, you're able to get quiet and appreciate someone else's art, um, which is like really, really special. Yeah, definitely. Do you like the Hamilton? Have you listened to the Hamilton uh, mixtape? I have. Yes, I have not. I haven't listened to it recently. I think there I really love some of the tracks on that. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite artists are on on it's that. Um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like Dessa is on that. And Dessa mm-hmm. is from um, is from the area that I'm from, from Minneapolis. And like, oh, cool. she's like performed at my high school and stuff. So cool. that That's was really awesome. cool to see her on something so big because yeah. she started here and like she performed with the Minnesota Orchestra last night and she was just mm. in Northfield at my school. So like, that was really cool to see. Yeah. Just like all those communities kind of intersecting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny because I've actually, I listened to the mixtape first before I listened to the other stuff because I kind of came on the Hamilton train oh. late. Mm-hmm. And so then now when I listen to like the regular stuff, it's like, I know all of the words. It's just I have a different, you know, sound in my head. Saying. Yeah. Like I, like I love, um, like, Satisfied with Sia and Queen Latifah. And yeah. Stuff. But then we were listening to the regular version and is actually like so much more, obviously more impressive that way, but it's so different to have different reactions and, and feelings towards it. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. I can't imagine how that would affect how I would listen to the cast album yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, listening oh, to really- the mixtape first. Cause that's yeah. like my, that's like literally my, my pump up jam, like, you know, driving to work, like pump up music. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how, I really like how, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda releases, um, the Hamill drops, the Hamill drops. Yeah. On YouTube, mm-hmm. because I think that really kind of keeps that show alive in a yeah. way that is really interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a couple months ago he released um, First Burn. I don't know if either of you guys listened yeah. to that. Yeah, that with um, yeah, and it was like the first draft of his version of Burn, which is a song that Eliza sings yeah. in in the musical at the end. Um, and it was sung by all I think five different actresses who are playing Eliza in various productions at the time. That's that's what that's the video that we were that's what we were singing to last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We were just like living our best like it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but that is I mean that is an incredible piece of art. Um especially I mean it's talking about um infidelity and things like that and betrayal and I think it's really timeless and it's empowering. Is, yeah, and it's so empowering and and so it it the fact that it, he's able to kind of tap into the art that he's already created but make something new out of it and keep channeling that and keep connecting with people, I find really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like when artists can kind of rebirth their their work into different ways and people are able to like respond so you know and they have might have a different reaction like i you know me going in from the mixtape instead of the regular soundtrack you know it's like there's different avenues to get to those places and i think that that is a good way to like speak to the work that's been created and then that will continue to be created Mm -hmm. for sure well, and I think that's a good example of creative collaboration too. The mixtape, how you know, it was created by Lin Manuel Miranda and the other people who collaborated on Hamilton, and then all these other artists sort of brought their own takes mm-hmm. of that music. I that's really cool. Yeah, 
And then I, I also like speaking to the community aspect is like seeing the reaction that people have, you know, on the internet and things that they right. create from it. Like mm -hmm. um, my friend, Tiffany, um, Tiffany Han, she's a creative coach, mentor, has a podcast, everything. Um, she's a huge Hamilton fan. And I think she, a couple years ago, she, it was, you know, 10 ways that she can apply. You can apply Hamilton to creativity or something like that. I'll have to forward you guys the e email mm, and find yeah, it. That's cool. awesome. But she did, you know, kind of a, a deep dive into that. And it just, again, makes you think of different ways, but she was able to spin it almost in a, a business creative way. Um, hmm. So, and I mean, I, I feel like you, you know, maybe see that in other ways too. People take, you know, maybe the smallest detail of someone's creation and then create a whole course or a whole teaching or a whole whatever about it. I mean, again, teachers do that all the time too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For I sure. Love, love seeing when people can, you know, ha are able to work their own, um, you know, work and perspective into something else. And then, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's making me think of, um, uh, I don't know if it's a I want to call it a blog but there's a woman named I think Xandra Robinson Burns and she um she's based in the UK but she has kind of this program called heroin training mm -hmm. and it's about kind of developing your life around values that have been cultivated by the women that we read about in stories uh. um so whether that be like Hermione Granger or the Gilmore Girls or stuff like that, um, but it's like actually developing kind of what you want your life to be like based on the stories that you really love. Mm. And I think, again, that's such a, a collaborative experience in a way that you get to interact with art in a new way. And she also has in-person retreats where you get to go talk to other people who love the stories that you love and then try to kind of build your lives around that. And I think that's really cool. And it's kind of like being the own heroine of your own story. And I think that's a really cool perspective to take on that as well. Yeah. And almost like it taps into like, you know, an emotional place. Cause you know, you, again, you take, you take yourself back to when you're reading Harry Potter or when you're watching Gilmore girls or when mm -hmm. you were reading whatever. So that's really awesome. Yeah, definitely. Like that sounds really I mean, because those characters, I mean, there's obviously a difference between the Gilmore Girls and Hermione Granger, but they are both, or I guess if you count all three of them, powerful, <laughs> powerful in their own ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this is making me wonder, since we're talking about kind of taking inspiration from other people, where do you feel like your inspiration comes from, Jackie? Oh, man. <laughs> loaded question i know it's, yeah it is a loaded question i don't know i mean i i just i find a lot of inspiration in everyday things i mean i'm sitting here looking at i basically have a bunch of stuff kind of tacked or taped on my wall in front of me and there are quotes i love i love little um fortune cookie things. I have postcards, I have signs, I have a photo, um, you know, with, uh, okay. So <laughs> it's the show One Tree Hill. I always wind up talking about this. Um, <laughs> this One Tree Hill and I have had the, I've been able to meet the cast multiple times. And so I have a photo with Hillary Burton who played Peyton and, um, it's, you know, even, talking about the way that characters inspire us, you know, she, I want to go on a little paint and rant, but you know, <laughs> she was a kind of a tortured artist and she wound up creating her own like record label where she was able to spotlight the artists that she wanted because she, you know, saw how other people were being treated in the industry and she wanted to create her own path. And there's a lot of, you know, energy with that character, but it definitely inspired me to like, look at, you know, the way that I work and how I want to bring things to be and, you know, having the right, you know, working with, you know, whether it's like women I admire or just people I admire. Um, and, you know, I just get inspired by the littlest things, you know, like I, I don't always follow like what's most popular. I, I, you know, bringing back that emotional, you know, tie that you might have into things. Um, I mean, walking around, like I could just, you know, see how someone is interacting with someone else. 
you know, when it comes to more of a tangible thing to look at, you know, there's different accounts, um, you know, bloggers or on Instagram that I really love. Um, Grace Bonnie, who runs Design Sponge, um, has a really, really inspiring collection. She has a, you know, her blog, she has a printed magazine, she has podcasts, and she has a really um, just immense collection of artists and people. And she is someone who I think really sees the good in people, which is kind of interesting. You know, her magazine is called Good Company and, and all of this. Um, and then, you know, other artists that are doing, you know, I'm looking at one right now, um, Curly Girl Design, which is like a, their cards and stuff like that. But um, I could go on and on and, and list different people, but there's just, there's so much to find, you know, in person or on the internet um, that inspires me. But to kind of like land this plane a little bit, um, <laughs> I'm also inspired by like the sea and like, you know, being around water, being in nature, um, being around music, just being in places where there's light and energy or places where I could see there being lighter energy in it. I don't know. My mind just works in a thousand different places you know, as executed by the way I just rambled around that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, or even I'm again, looking at like a postcard thing that Taylor Swift put in her album, you know, her 1989 album, you know, it's just like the, the consideration that some people put into their work, um, even the littlest details. So, mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that answers your question in a way. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful to be inspired by just uh, all the little things that are around yeah. you all the time. Yeah, it can get really overwhelming. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, familiar. Yeah, like I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, need to stay in my lane and not look at, you know, different, you know, things. Because now I'm looking at like a stack of clutches that I have on my on my <laughs> table and they're made by um, Studio DIY, which is an Instagram account. And I love looking at, that family's Instagrams because they've adopted their son Arlo and they just, the way that they're bringing their, their life and creativity now into parenthood is just really inspiring. And it's, it's crazy to think that like, I've never met these people, but you know, I've talked to them or, you know, I'm watching their posts and it's, it's like bringing me life in different ways. So, yeah. 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 That's really fascinating. You like go sit in like an empty box now, or when it keeps getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because there's so much to be inspired by all the time. Yeah, it's like the the spaces of creatives are really interesting. Um, and so I have a twin brother, and he's an engineer. And I remember growing up when there was this one time my room was insanely brightly colored. It was like hot pink and blue, and everything over the room you know all over the place and he walked in and he was like how do you get any work done in here it's so distracting <laughs> I was like but it's inspiring I I don't know I like mm-hmm. it his room is like very like you know plain and you know whatever so yeah that's right. just it's it's an interesting thing like I'm you know into fine art and he's an engineer but we shared the womb and we're twins and mm-hmm. all of <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I have a, I mean, I have a twin sister and we're very, we're very different on that kind of spectrum too. Yeah. It's super interesting how everyone's inspiration and tastes can, can vary so much, even if you have really strong connections to those people. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, what's the really awesome thing is, you know, that we do have all of these different tastes and, and, you know, ideas and how we come together and that feeds into the collaboration thing and if not you know it's like i can my brother does like art and he has you know created some stuff but it's a totally different you know um how it comes about yeah Mm -hmm. well and i think talking about the idea of finding inspiration and kind of the little and the simple things is really helpful because i think sometimes as artists, we can get really frustrated. And we're like, I can never be inspired. There's nothing to inspire me. I'm feeling so uninspired. And so recognizing that there's so many things to get inspired by, I think is just a helpful mindset to have too, even yeah. if it can be kind of information overload. Yeah. And, and kind of on that, I think that when people are not maybe as creative, they get 
intimidated or overwhelmed Mm, when they think that they want to be creative and they think that they need to go out and get this kind of notebook and these kind of pens and these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And it's literally like pick up a, you know, a pencil and a napkin and start going. And I think that, you know, if you go to any, in anyone's, you know, any actual artist spaces, you know, you're going to find stuff on random pieces of everything. It's not going to be this curated thing that you see on Instagram of like someone's palette and their, you know, their watercolors and all of that. It's great if you can have a clean space, but that's not realistic in, in my right. life. And um, I think just reminding, you know, people that it just making something, just acting on, you know, an urge to make it, you know, you'll find your way from there. But um, you don't need to think you're in a certain place to start making something. Because, um, I, I mean, I, I have, you know, friends that have asked, you know, like, how do I get started with this? Or, you know, you're so creative. Can you help me with this? And it's like, yes, I'll help. But, you know, I think that people's expectations, again, like when I say drop your expectations, um, you know, they can really just start, you know, anywhere with anything. That was a little mm-hmm. side ramble, but um, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So Jackie, do you have any recommendations for anything you've been enjoying lately in any category? Yes. Um, so I've been listening, I'm kind of in and out of listening to podcasts lately, but late um, recently I've been listening to a few. Um, there's a new one that came out a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago i don't know time flies um (laughs) that's unspoken with ruthie Lindsay and mild adcox and it's just they they're talking to they've talked to jedediah jenkins sophia bush um and then some other people and it's just these deep dive conversations and i'm really loving that um the almost 30 podcast with uh lindsey simsek and Krista Williams. Uh, that's one that I'm listening to so much, um, just because they get into different, different topics. And then I think anything else, I mean, I always listen to Tiffany Hans, uh, raise your hand, say yes. Those are, yeah. So those are my podcasts, but music wise, um, I listen to it's actually kind of funny. I listen to Latin music when I'm working um, just because like I code and I do different design things. And it's like one thing where I'm getting like the energy, but I don't necessarily know what they're saying um, Mm -hmm. as much. Mm. Yeah. And then what else? I, I do, (laughs) I do like angel card readings. Um, Doreen Virtue, I have her Archangel and Ascended Masters decks and I, love all of the spiritual woo-woo things it's kind of something that i've gotten into over the years and like for example this past weekend i introduced my friend and her cousin to this like metaphysical store and we got crystals and you know sage and all of this stuff so yeah i think that's all of that kind of stuff is where i'm at right now mm-hmm. nice cool. very cool Do you have any favorite current wellness routines or practices? Because I know that's something you're also interested in and can support our creativity. Yeah. Um, So I don't know how, you know, wellness, I mean, I guess it is, but I've been scraping my tongue. Um, Oh, nice. (laughs) I started doing that too. (laughs) Yeah. um, Which I didn't realize like how different that felt. Um, But I think someone said in a podcast that, Like when you're regenerating at night, when you're sleeping, like all the toxins come out through your tongue. So they, again, that's why, I guess why you, you scrape your tongue or they suggest you brush your teeth before you eat anything. I don't know. Um, and I've been loving, um, four sigmatics mushroom coffees. So, Mm. um, I have their lion's manes and their, their cordyceps coffee. And then they actually sent me like the wrong package and they let me keep it. So I've got this like mushroom, this lion's mean mushroom elixir mix. So their customer service, is great. their customer service is great. Like this is a, <laughs> not like an ad thing, but uh, <laughs> they, they've sent me the incorrect package t- 
twice now and the first time they had me return it but then this time they let me keep it yeah um and then i've been making more smoothies lately and another brand shout out but daily harvest has like their pre um measured out like smoothie cups and for me i will run out to duncan you know for breakfast in the morning and it's not that great for me but being able to like have a really good like organic smoothie and i you know i know i won't get into the details of organic or not because i honestly will eat whatever but it's just nice that these smoothies are just like you know pretty measured out and they taste great and it's one little thing that i invest for myself knowing that i can like start my day with a good smoothie even if i like eat something not as great the rest of the day um and they are you know a little more expensive but again it's like one thing that like i know that i'm gonna get some superfoods and all of that in the morning um that like makes me feel good because i'm not gonna get to the point where i've tried buying smoothie stuff that you know it, it winds up going bad so this stuff just fits in my freezer i pop it out put you know almond milk or water in it and yeah so i think those are my oh and i've been adding chlorophyll to my water like chlorophyll drops mm -hmm. Oh, it makes, I, I need to get a straw because my tongue and my teeth will be green. <laughs> different kind of taste, and I don't remember what the benefits are, but I feel better drinking it. So whether that's a, a, cool. a mindset thing or it's actually doing something in my <laughs> body. Um, yeah. So. Cool. Very cool. Um, so our philosophy in Never Wear Boring Socks and where our name comes from is that we like to make small choices throughout the day that exercise our creativity and make us feel good mm -hmm. when we can. So instead of wearing boring socks, why not wear interesting socks? Right. Is that a philosophy that resonates with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I was actually talking to someone the other day about how like little part, you know, little ways you can rebel or with things that you're wearing, whether you can see them or not. So it was actually a guy friend of mine and he's probably going to listen. He's probably going to listen to this, but we're talking about, um, like socks and, and underwear and mm -hmm. like, you know, like your undershirt or whatever. Um, it's going to sound weird that we were talking about that, but <laughs> regardless, I was like, it's a way that, um, you know, you can wear something bright and colorful that, you know, you might not be able to share elsewhere. And I think that that kind of where it comes through creativity, it comes through the music you listen to, the podcast, the things that you do home in your private life, things that people don't see on the outside, but add so much value to your life. So, um, whereas, you know, people, I guess they could do other things, but that's just how I see it. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I like about socks is they can be hidden and sneakily really exciting, yeah. or you can flaunt them and show right. off your socked feet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> actually, I think that's where our conversation came from because I was telling him that I was coming on onto this. And okay. <laughs> and <Yeah>. We're <laughs> just randomly talking about underwear and socks. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I do that. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, yeah. The, it's such an industry like you see like some of the craziest sock patterns out there but it's really mm -hmm. it's something that like you know you take your shoes off after a bad day and you're like oh look at my socks yeah that's it's, so fun. it's a little like mood booster right exactly <laughs> so jackie if anyone wants to find you online where can they get in contact with you right now i'll just say instagram um it's jackie m like monkey r 23 um yeah I've, I've kind of been like on a i've had like intermittent like you know hiatuses but that's pretty much where i live on the internet um for now so nice right. thank you so much jackie for joining us today this was really fun thank you so much for having me i'm so excited that we got to share this time together yeah i am too Mm -hmm. And we also want to thank Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for editing our audio and helping with our theme song, and Martha Barnard for her beauteous mandolin styling. <laughs> and you can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 045, and Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. 
If you're enjoying Never Wear Boring Socks and want to help us reach more people, please leave a review and subscribe in your preferred podcast app. And if you do subscribe, you will be sure to not miss next week's episode about living seasonally. And until then, creative souls, remember to never wear boring socks. <laughs>